The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. Uh, What if your child is highly intuitive? What if this gift is his or her gift to the world? Do you know what to do to facilitate that child's authenticity? Well, today we're going to talk to Dr. Jen Royster, who will give us some very useful information about how to raise an intuitive child. Jen's an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, energy healer, visionary, speaker, writer, and radio host of the Jen Royster Show that syndicates to over 430 stations worldwide. She came to awareness of her own spiritual gifts at an early age and can help parents learn how to help the gifted intuitive child. So don't miss this chance to learn how to raise an intuitive child. Be here for every bit of this today. Dr. Jen Royster is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, energy healer, visionary, speaker, writer, and radio host, as we've said. She became aware of her spiritual gift at an early age and has realized her gifts in energetic healing in her work as a, as a visionary. Her work with empaths and PTSD recovery has gained respect with many medical doctors and psychologists who refer patients to her for spiritual counseling when clinical routes show no results. A positive move forward in showing the importance and power that energy healing brings to health care is what she's looking for. So she believes that energy healing is the ultimate advancement in health care. Jen has inspired many around the world as an international writer, speaker, and teacher, sharing her knowledge and discoveries through articles, channeled messages, radio, video, workshops, webinars, and private sessions. So we are very fortunate to have her here today to talk to us about how to raise an intuitive child. Welcome, Jen, to the Authentic Living Show. Uh, Thank you, Andrea. It's great to be here with your listeners and... um I'm sure there's some parents out there that will relate to what we're talking about today. I know I was an intuitive child, so I know what it's like to be one, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I have had two, two intuitive children as, uh, as a parent, and I, I do believe that on some level all children are intuitive. Do you agree with that? Well, I, I believe everyone is. Uh, everyone has intuition. That's quite different from... Uh, psychic mediumship, so to speak. Yeah. Um, everybody's got their intuition, but some of the children, um, it's just open. It's it's completely open and con- completely connected to spirit and to everything that we are all connected to, so to speak. Uh, they don't really shut it down. So mm-hmm. they are feeling, seeing, hearing, and it comes across very psychic, strange, if you're not from that uh, upbringing or you don't understand it. But, um, and it does cross over into that, but they just don't shut it down. They, they are fully awake. Um, and a lot of us are spending our years trying to awaken. 
you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I think it's happening more and more and more. I mean, we're seeing more children keeping their gifts open. We all came here with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what you're saying then is we all have them, but these particular children can evidence that they're really open. So, what are the, what what kind of things? would a parent see to sort of recognize that that's an intuitive child? Okay. They will uh, seem to be like little adults, <laughs> you know, like the little four-year-old that seems to be 25, and they, they have a tendency to want to help uh, fix everything, be the counselor of all the adults and help them. Uh, they seem to just know Okay, so because we have those different intuitive gifts, clairvoyance, claircognizant, you know, clairaudience, uh, clairsentience, uh, the feelers, the clairsentient ones, they are so overly, hyperly sensitive, so to speak. They are just so emotional. They care about everything. They worry about uh, world events that really are not for a child, uh, you know, things that would be more of an adult situation. Um, but the, because they're picking up what you're concerned about, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, absolutely. they'll be in, you know, that's the empathic side of it. Um, they will answer and they'll answer you uh, before you've called them. <laughs> you know, they mm-hmm. can hear you when you thought it. Right. Or they'll answer you when you're thinking it, but you haven't actually spoken it out loud. There's, it's, it's several different things that are key to that. Now, obviously, there's some of these um, signs would cross over into something more serious that you would uh, you would look into, you know, different type of help for that. You know, if it's something else like a disorder or something. But this is not a disorder. This is like there's nothing wrong. They can't find anything, but these children are picking it up. Mm-hmm. They seem to know very advanced information. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that sort of I can do as a, uh, as a um, psychotherapist here is clear up the difference in, in this way, that children that are highly intuitive can intuit things that are real. Children right. that are hearing auditory hallu- uh, hallucinations or visionary hallucinations are, are going to tell you about things that, that you can't authenticate in any way at all. That's absolutely, and that is, yes, absolutely, and that's what I really like about doing this show with you today because it is both sides of it that Mm -hmm. can be that clarification for a parent Um, because they are picking things up that are real. Um, They can can, uh, have a sudden change in mood, but it isn't about a disorder. They picked up something and absorbed the energy, so to speak, or someone else's emotions. Uh, and, and it's hard for them. They're young. Um, what we can do as parents is we can really help them understand those gifts and fine-tune them because our intuition is one of the best things we were ever given. And to have it intact and understand how to utilize it for its highest outcome for to help us as we go through our journey is very powerful, and it's also very empowering. And yeah. children will have the night terrors and all kinds of stuff like that, but they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's something else I want to throw in here to see to get your feedback. Um, 
there are children who are highly intuitive that are also very quiet and don't tell anybody anything about what they're feeling. And, mm-hmm. and so they, you know, would, uh, you wouldn't necessarily know that they were an intuitive child. You might just say they were a quiet child, but that child is experiencing this rich, uh, emotional and, uh, intuitive inner life, um, that might be frightening at times, but other times not very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so what would you say? How how can a parent maybe tap into the quiet child and see if that quiet child might be an intuitive child? Well, what I'm absorbing right now, believe it or not, I'm my intuition just kicked in while you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. So somebody out there listening, I think, is is got that going on, <laughs> mm-hmm. or they know a child that way. The uh, the sensitive, the highly sensitive, or the one that would constantly cry or be very affected by things. Um, you're, you may hear some interesting sound effects because there is a huge storm coming over me right now, just okay. to let you guys know. Uh, <laughs> I'm hearing thunder out there. Um, they, uh, when you're very empathic, if you have that clairsentience going on, you need that quiet time to restore because we, you're constantly learning how to not let someone else's experience drain you, affect you, or take it on like you have to do it, like you have to live it for them. And it wears you out, and especially um, if they don't know that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I found is that they will be a little bit more introverted because they just need that quiet time. You can tell when they have to go to school and then they come back and they may be overstimulated or they just want to be by themselves or, you know, they just don't want to be around a lot of people. That that is not necessarily a disorder, uh, if unless it's constant. Like, and you can help me with that, Andrea, with what you know. Um, if they were constant like that, like never, you know, ever wanting to go out, yeah, yeah, I would be getting concerned that they're not they're not interacting with people very well or something. But this is where they just need that restoration. It's a it's an intuitive child when it's. They need that restoration. They need that quiet time. But then they can go back out there and be with people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right on there. And I and, and I can say from my own experience, I was an intuitive child, and my I didn't have anyone to turn to with it, so nobody knew. I, but I, what yeah. I know is that I carried around other people's emotions for them. And, right. Which is you know, probably why you do the profession you do, too. Yeah, you probably. were looking for answers. But I, I, why, that's what I'm doing. Because yeah. I, was looking, I was an intuitive child, never, and my parents, bless their hearts, they're both passed away now, but they did not know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. It actually frightened them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't understand, and I came from that religious background that didn't believe in any, you know, like, no, that's not good. And uh, I felt very isolated and alone in that. Uh, it's one of the things that I really want to put out there, you know, as an adult, because now that I have found and discovered, wait a minute, this is very empowering. If we take that child that's having the nightmares or a little bit frightened about what they might be picking up or what they might be feeling in their room, they got to have that light on, you know, the door open, you know, all that activity that'll happen at night. They don't seem to sleep very much or it takes them hours to settle down so they can go to sleep. They get overstimulated. They got to spin that energy out. They um, there's things that parents can do to help the child feel empowered. Like the child could do something about this. 
they don't have to feel helpless in the situation. Okay, so tell, let's go there. Let, tell, let's talk about a little bit of what a child might be able to do who's restless in the night, knows that there's a whole lot of activity going on around them. What can a child do with that? Okay. Well, the parents, I mean, obviously they're, you know, probably screaming out. You know, they don't want to stay in their room, something like that. The, the, the most important thing is, is listen to them because uh, if you get, if you are told, and that happened to me, oh, you're overreacting, there's nothing there, don't worry about it, you know, acknowledge that they really are frightened about something. You can usually tell if they're really, truly frightened. I mean, you, this is your child. Uh, a lot of parents get concerned that they might be manipulating them <laughs> to stay mm-hmm. up longer. You can tell. You can, you know, there's ways you can tell with that. But we're talking this child's truly frightened. This child has got something going on. You know, explore it, look at it. And then, the, and then what has truly helped me is I work a lot with the angelic realm. I'm very connected um, with that in spirit. And Archangel Michael is the protecting angel. And I help parents when I'm working with them to... Teach the child about Archangel Michael. Teach the child about how to put the protection around and ask for that, you know, from spirit. And and just to know that they are safe and they don't have to worry about anything after that. That's one of the most empowering things you can teach them first off. Even if you're an adult and you've got this going on, that would be one of the first things I would say to you. Uh, they can ask for that protection. They don't have to wait for mom and dad to... Uh, do it for them. However, you go in and you support and you do that and you look under the bed and you, you know, you look in the closet and, you know, assure them it's all good. You know, it's okay. Um, I've even got some children and parents that if the child is very a sponge, just absorbing it all, the children will seem to run very hot because that's a natural way to burn off that energy. Uh, And we have them putting... Uh, sea salt or Himalayan salt into the bath water to help pull that energy off a little bit. It's just more of a scientific scientific thing here. It just helps draw it out with the water, and they sleep better. I've had children, uh, the parents will call me the next day, and they'll say, that is the first night's sleep he's had in months after just one time doing that. And that's sea salt or Himalayan salt? Mm-hmm. I, I okay. recommend sea salt. Dead sea salt is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you, if you've got one that's really got, you feel like it's just got a lot of heavy energy there where, you know, it's really dense, uh, add, uh, if you use Epsom salt, put baking soda in with it. It's a little messier for cleanup, but... You can make that combination with Epsom salt and baking soda as well. The combination in the water, it just makes a great conduit to just pull that, that energy that's on the child, uh, just pull it out, and then it, it just calms the whole body down. Think of it like a storm going through. It's really chaotic, and then after it's over with, it's so peaceful and calm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's an energy like that. Um, We've even got uh, parents that have told me that they they keep a little bowl of salt by the bathroom sink now, and when they're feeling that way, when they come home from school, they just wash their hands in the salt right there at the sink. It gives the child a physical thing to do with the intention of, I don't want this, take it off. Okay. 
you know, yeah. you see? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's it's a physical, and, and it connects with the thought and the intention to release it. Right. So really what we're saying here is, and I want to be really clear so the listening audience will understand what we're saying, the 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 a child who is truly empathic carries around a lot of energy that doesn't really belong to that child and really shouldn't be on right. that child so the child has a choice about how to get that off and some of the tools that you've recommended are these salts that they can either wash their hands in or bathe in at night yes that that alone has been one of the biggest things that helps so much that the parents t- they just they they report back saying my goodness that's wonderful thank you um, uh, you can also look into the aromatherapy oils to add. I mean, some of them you don't want to use with children, but uh, lavender is, is very good and it doesn't take very much. It's very calming. But what we're doing with that is giving them a physical activity that can help pull that off. And it just, it just calms and soothes. But working with um, teaching them about how they can ask for that protection in their, you know, good night prayers. I mean, think about what those were, you know, when we were growing up learning those, you know, we're asking for that protection, but helping, you know, these children are very intelligent children and they will not be satisfied with a half answer. Mm-hmm. They want more than that. You'll know it that way too. They, they need more depth to the answer or, an explanation. Uh, you know, you answer to what the child asks, so you answer, but they will keep asking a little bit more, <laughs> is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they will, they're like, okay, that's a great answer, but I need a little bit more than that. They will be like that. Yeah. I went, one time I went to the house to help with a child that was having a lot of these night terrors, um, and they, my experience has been, it's been around the age of four to six, that I'm finding a lot of activity, um, uh, and the parents are asking for help, uh, mostly boys, believe it or not, uh, some girls, but what I've experienced here is in these boys. And this one child, when I walked into the uh, house, I sat down in the middle of the floor with him, and he looked at me, and he said, she doesn't believe me, just like okay. that. So, All right. Well, I want to. I want you to finish that story when we come back. I'm going to have to interrupt you just for a second. We're going to come back right after the break and tell, finish telling that story. So hang with us. You don't want to miss the end of this story. We'll be right back. The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. On the program Inside Out, our outsides match our insides. Join host Beth Green along with co-host James Maynard for an insightful weekly journey that lets us all be real with no boundaries. We'll discuss current events, interview amazing guests, challenge old ideas, and see ourselves and our world more clearly. It's about you as much as us. So you're invited to call in, write in, and most of all, tune in. Listen for Inside Out, live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio, Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. AIHT wants you to know about its 2014 curriculum. It's been going on for a while now, but it's so exciting. They're offering a greater variety of programs and more in-depth studies of the courses of studies you choose. You already know you can get a master's, a doctorate, or a ministerial bachelor's degree at AIHT, but now at the doctoral level, AIHT offers not only the Ph.D. in all of its programs, but a doctor of ministry ministry degree in all of its programs as well and in the holistic theology program you can also get a doctor of theology degree but that's not all the programs themselves have changed now you can get a degree in holistic theology holistic health holistic ministries those three have been updated and but also now metaphysics and parapsychology two new programs and that's still not all now, they've added more depth to your education by offering a greater number of courses that start at the introductory level and move all the way to the advanced level. For example, in the Holistic Theology program, you can take Judaism 1, 2, and 3 with each level offering a greater depth of understanding. Or in the Parapsychology program, you can take Psychic Skills 1, 2, and 3. And those are just a few of the examples. You can get the whole picture by going to www.aiht.edu. Or if you'd like, you can talk directly to the admissions director at Beverly Love at 800-650-4325. What's most important is in AIHT's model is the exploratory nature of studies that reach to the depths of all the world's religions, traditions, and paths, and even transcend them to find the mystical core of them all in order to facilitate your journey to your own authentic spirituality. Utilizing as your text-writing teachers, spiritual experts from all over the world, the coursework allows students to explore and find their own spiritual experience and path, as well as to become credentialed to bring their own unique gift to the world. So AIHT is changing the world one student at a time. If you want to know more, go to www.aiht.edu or contact Admissions Director Beverly Love at 800 650 You know, Oprah says education is the key to unlocking the world, a passport to freedom. Call and get your passport today. And we're talking today to Dr. Jen Royster. Uh, She's here to tell us all about what it's like to raise 
uh, an intuitive child, how we can go about doing that. And we had to interrupt you uh, just before the break um, and uh, to, in the middle of your story. But before we go there uh, and let you finish that story, I want you to tell us, if you will, Jen, just a little bit about your experience as a student at AIST. Well, I love it. I, I love it. And when I... When I actually finish what I am doing with them now, I'm going to probably do another one because they're so, uh, all the courses are very rich and, um, it was a great way for me to do it, um, and fit it in with everything that I'm doing. Um, because today, you know, there's so many people that are just so busy, but I've actually, I love it. I look forward to it. It felt like it was quenching the deep thirst for what what we're doing is we grow on our soul journey. For me, I got into it because I, I like I said, what we're doing with the show, I'm, I'm intuitive. I had all this stuff going on. I had healing things going on, and I didn't understand what was happening. For me, I got started on the path of just going and learning, what am I already doing? Now, that was what happened for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people, they're just wanting to go and, and, and grow deeper, but... I have always found them to be wonderful if I ever need to call and need help with anything. So I would highly recommend it, and I have recommended it. I um, I know a couple of people that went to your went to the um, AIHT because I recommended it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, but I, you know, I'm not even trying to get a credit for that. I just I <laughs> I know people have enjoyed it too because they. I don't know. There's just something about it. I mean, you look at it, and you're like. It, when you're when you're very passionate about wanting that soul nourished, you look forward to the classes. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. So I, I've always enjoyed it very much. Very good, very good. Thank you very much. Um, so you were telling the story. You were sitting down on the floor and you were asking this boy. Uh, you were going to talk to this boy, and he said, "They don't believe me." What right. happens next? <laughs> Well, I went to their house. The mom said that he was having a lot of night terrors, and there was just he insisted there was something in the room. So I went out to the home, and I just sat right down on the living room floor with him, and I just start playing a game with him, whatever they're doing. And he looked at me immediately, like a, like an adult, and then he said, she doesn't believe anything I'm telling her. I said, well, do you know why I'm here? He goes, yes, I hope that you can help me understand and I hope you can help her understand. And so I said, why, why don't we go, can you show me where all this happens? So we go up to his room, and we worked it all out. And there was, um, what I was picking up was he did have a loved one. They have a loved one that was watching over him, and he was picking it up but didn't know what it was, and that was fine. And then he would see a few other <laughs> spots on the, on the wall and it was beautiful because he was he was using his logic and reason as well. We identified what some of the spirits, uh, spiritual energy was, and it was all fine. And once he understood it, we, I taught him how to protect himself, stay safe, all that, that we had spoken about earlier. But then we were seeing these spots on the wall, and he went over to them, and he said, now, I was seeing these, and I thought this was a problem, but now that I'm looking at it better, that's just paint on the wall. That's just a mark. You know, so he was, 
he was a little adult. Let me tell you, he was very mm-hmm. smart, drawing constantly. Before I left that day, he had drew, he had he had colored this very in depth, detailed drawing to give to me. And he and his mother says he draws constantly. Con- that's another one you'll see. They're either writing, drawing, something. And the one, yeah. some of the ones that are quiet will do that more than talk about it. Yeah, and I think uh, well, that's one of the tools that I have used actually uh, with my children was to, because they were quiet and not well, really explaining what was going on in the side of them, I would say, well, why don't you just draw me a picture of it? And they were yeah. able to do that, and that was a better form of communication because, I mean, sometimes there's just no words to explain mm-hmm. this overwhelming feeling. I mean, they are picking up an energy, and some of this is not of this world of law of physics, you know. It's coming from this other dimension or realm or whatever you want to describe that as. And I know that I I do a lot of intuitive painting. I didn't know if you knew that, Andrea, but uh, I've, got, <laughs> I've got quite a bit of that going on. And I started, I literally was just throwing out colors, not even trying to draw anything. And then I would see the shapes come in after. I would, it was like looking at where's Waldo or something, just throwing it out there randomly. And I was letting spirit kind of guide my hand to show me what was in there. And it was amazing. And so now I do quite a bit of that. And it, it's a like journaling. It's, it's almost like uh, a read. Uh, writing it down and then seeing what it's going to show you because you're taking the energy out and putting it right out there. Um, That was something that really developed with me a lot. Now, not all of them are going to be like that. They will just draw what they're seeing or expressing or how they're feeling. And um, I would look at what colors they seem to be leaning toward because that has an energy feeling to it as well. Um, and, you know, they need to know that they can talk to you and no question or no concern is silly. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's really important for all children, but particularly for an intuitive child because an intuitive child is, is picking up stuff that they don't even understand. Uh, yeah, they don't. They don't. I mean, they will... They may pick up, like this child was picking up a deceased grandparent and... Um, that grandparent was just, it was, they were just, they were loving them. It wasn't anything frightening, but, you know, he wasn't quite sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, I've had another one where they were picking up and saying things that there's no way the child could know that unless you studied very deep theology stuff. Wow. <laughs> and, it, and, I mean, his parent picked up on it and said, what is the stuff that he's talking about? And he wasn't being, um, he wasn't like he was chattering or anything. He was just saying very wise things that you would hear an old sage say or something like that. So great, deep wisdom. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. He, and he says that he hears that and he was feeling that in his dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, different things like that. And this child had a lot of healing ability with energy because he ran so hot constantly. And, and the palms of his hands were so warm. So he, and he worries about the pain of the world. So he's definitely going to, and he's fine. He's, he's uh, doing well in school. He's, he's got things he's doing, but he's, 
they have seen a huge change in this particular child since we started teaching them how to protect and feel safe with the angels, uh, how to put your protective shield up and ask for that from from the divine, you know, like, uh, please protect me and know that that's there. And uh, we let them decorate. We call them the bubbles, and, and they we let them decorate their bubble shield however they want. That's what we do with the children. And, boy, they came out with some creative stuff. I mean, the boys usually have these very sharp uh, razor pokers on the outside. <laughs> and then um, some of them have uh, snow globes where they have the, the white light or the, the, the light from God coming down on them in snowflakes. Got, yeah. That one sounded very peaceful to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> they were... They're very creative. They're they're amazing to work with. And now the parents are starting to learn to reconnect their own, and I love that. The children are actually become teachers and help the parents reconnect. And there's different, you know, games or things you can do, um, exercises and things like that you can do to bond with your child, to let your child know that you don't think this is silly and that, um, that you're going to work on your intuition and he's going to work on his, he or she's going to work on their intuition together and you can do it through games. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I want to, I, I want to talk about some of those games, but before we go there, I want to ask you about the parents end of this. They're, it's hard raising a child that's into, it's hard raising a child into period, any child, but, um, <laughs> but what are some of the challenges that these particular parents face? Mm. Yeah, okay. Yes, they well, they will feel like their child is constantly trumping them somehow some way. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of them. But they have um the, one of the challenges I had I had mentioned earlier is they will keep pressing for the answers and especially they'll keep pressing for the answer because they want the truth. You know how sometimes we we feel like well we don't want to tell them all that that's too much for them. These children know when you're not giving them the scoop. So that's a challenge, I would think. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a challenge to what we understand about parenting, isn't it? I'm sorry, what was that? Isn't that some kind of challenge to what we thought we've been taught about parenting, that we're not supposed to overload children with too much difficult information? It is. It is. It's, that's what we, yeah, and we had talked about that earlier. You know, usually you answer what they ask and not give them too much. That is, that I believe in. With these children, you'll be able to see the difference because you'll say it, you'll, you'll answer what you feel is enough, but that won't be enough for them. Yeah. They'll want more. Um, I mean, we don't want to strap them with worries of the adult, but at the same time, they're picking it up already. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for them, they need better understanding, not being in the dark. For them, they, they know they're picking it up. They know it's out there. You're shining a light on it and taking them out of the dark when you give them a little bit more of an understanding. Not yeah. responsibility, but the empathic. And that, these are the challenges we're talking about because the empathic child is going to want to carry the whole weight of the world on their shoulders. Right. And, and it's too much. Um, another one that's a big challenge is they, they are usually the teacher's pet. Uh, they seem to know before, uh, beforehand what's expected of them, so they tend to overachieve 
and then they get drained and they get overwhelmed at school and uh, that one's a little bit under the radar because it's like, oh, the child's doing so good, but if it's if it's becoming uh, a really big deal, if it's not absolutely 100% perfect, um, it can cause a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. because they know what they're supposed to be doing already. They know beforehand. It's like they know the answer or, or they know what they're going to ask them or what, what they need to do, so to speak. So they want to be uh, approved of. Right. And sometimes that can get a little obsessive and then we want to balance that out because the children have to learn their balance just like the rest of us do. Um, one of the things that you have to watch is not letting it get into magical thinking, uh, jumping from true intuition to a conclusion and an assumption. Right. Yeah, so that's one that actually everybody could, you know, work with. You don't want to just assume or jump to conclusions. Uh, watch out because true intuition, when you're picking that up, it's not going to change. You know, when we ask for uh, answers in our prayers, I mean, you're going to get the same answer. It's not going to be 50 different answers all over the place and chaotic. That's not what the divine intuition is. Right, right. It's going to have, yeah, it's going to bring you peacefulness, and it's going to be a consistent answer. It's going to be stable. So <laughs> those are a couple of them. So um, I think then that's go ahead. challenges. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not not only not just that, but also, and we just have a, a, a little bit before the break, but also the, that whole idea of, of their own fears and their own uh <laughs> you know, resistance to their own uh, intuitions and their own psychic ability and their own, and, and all the religious dogma that we've heard about it and all of the, you know, fears of uh, what are we getting into? Is this some kind of evil ground that we're coming to? And right. the, all of that, all of that has to be boy, looked at. Considered. Yeah, the little boy that I was explaining, you know, with the doc, we were talking about what was really going on for him and he was picking something up, but then we... So we're able to say, okay, this was this, but this is not my wall. Right. He was balancing out and being lost with it. I never believed that uh, we, you know, with the bath water, I feel like lots of spirit, right and left brain should be working together. We have two of them. I don't think we're supposed to be one or let's use them together the way they were intended. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come right back and talk some more with Dr. Jen Royster about how to raise an intuitive child. Be here for that. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being Outside the Box is your thrival guide to living outside this reality. Are you always waiting for your ship to come in? Do problems happen to you? What if you created your life rather than sitting by waiting? Do you live in the fantasies of this reality? Winning the lottery? Waiting for your prince, princess to come? Even being healthy? Do you always do what is expected of you rather than choosing for you? What if the rules didn't apply? And what if you could thrive from a different space? Join host Lynn Waldrop for tools to being outside the box. Listen Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave. 
Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Dr. Jen Royster, an intuitive spiritual counselor, and she teaches parents how to help children who are intuitive thrive. Um, So if you're a parent out there who would like to know more about how to help your child thrive, uh, especially an intuitive child, you can contact Dr. Jen Royster. Jen, if you will, just tell the listening audience how they might make contact with you and anything else you'd like to share about that. Okay. Well, my website has everything on it, so that's probably the easiest place to go to, um, and that's at uh, jenroyster.com. It's J-E-N-N-R-O-Y-S-T-E-R.com, and over there I have uh, where they can book private sessions if they want to do it, because we do them all over the world. We, uh, we do them by phone or Skype, and we can work with them with you that way and help you that way. We also have... Uh, when you sign up for the newsletter, you can get, um, I, I give you a free, it's like a 36-minute uh, video class. I've done video classes like that before, so there's free gifts. I have a lot of guided meditations over there that you can download for free. So I have a lot of things that I give out, and all the listings for my show are on that website as well. But uh, information about how you can learn more or reach me and contact me is going to be over at the website. 
All right. All right. Thank you very much for doing that. And it's, so I would encourage you, if you're a parent who's concerned about how to raise your intuitive child, contact Dr. Jen Royster today. So um, you were mentioning earlier that there were some specific ways of playing with children or using games and exercise to help the child have fun and, and, and really learn and develop their intuition. So can you say something about that? Absolutely. Um, we, we talked about calling on Archangel Michael. That would be one when they're feeling frightened. Absolutely do that or teach them about how to protect themselves. And we call it the bubble shield, you know, just for shielding and protection. Those are the two things we spoke about earlier. But in addition, you can have a lot of fun with this and also your intuition will be developing with your child. Um, one of my favorites is uh, you close your eyes and you try to feel your child's experience instead of looking for the physical body language. Try to feel it. Now, this is for the feelers, the sensitive ones like that. And then after you try to do that, ask your child to do the same with you. He closes his eyes and he tries to feel your experience or what you might be thinking about, or what you might be feeling. So you're going to be working with emotions a little bit on that one, and you do it and you take turns. That one... The, Doing things like this with your children really helps you bond with them, and then they feel like what is going on for them, it matters, and, and they, they, that you care and that you love them, and, and they feel uh, very supported that way. Uh, not to mention it's going to help you develop yours. Uh, if you have a telepathic, the one that seems to be just picking up and answering your questions before you ask them, the, play, the, the playing cards work well for that, where you draw a picture uh, in your mind's eye, uh, ask your child to close their eyes and focus on you, and, you know, while you're thinking about something, see if they can tell you what you see, hear, or feel. Um, or if you're out in a public place, remember that game we used to play when we were traveling in the car about the I spy on the, <laughs> on the signs down the road? You know, right. you know, do they pick up different things or do they seem to change the way they feel or do they get agitated in certain locations? That's something important to pay attention to as well. Um, you know, another one would be uh, asking your child to try calling you with their mind when they need you, but not say it out loud. And then that will help you to energetically pick up onto them. It will help you develop a sense that your child needs you. That will help you. And then in reverse, doing it back and forth, things like that. These are such simple little things that you can do and they can be fun. Um, if the child likes to art, you know, do a dream journal where if it's not writing, you can paint them like a book where he can paint what he's experiencing for dreams. Some of the children may have a lot of dreaming going on. Because some of the intuition will come through that way where they have these very vivid dreams and they need to, they need to put that down somewhere. Uh, they can either write it or draw it, you know, encourage that. Uh, and then, you know, give them a place, a special place for those dreams, so to speak, like a special book or something like that. Um, if they hear, if they hear something or they see something or they're worried about something under the bed, you know, just to reiterate that before we go off the air here, um, you know, don't just write it off that it's their imagination. Help them sort it out and 
and help them express what they're feeling. Because the more you do that, the more you're going to realize, wait, this is real, they really have something going on, or this is just stress and anxiety because they haven't been doing their homework, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, You know, you'll be able to pick up which one it is, too, because even though they're intuitive children, they could try to pull something over, you know, because they're children. We all try it at one point. Uh, you know, but they let them work their logic out like that little boy was doing that I was sharing. Um, teach them how to process what they're feeling and how to reason it out and, and and okay, yes, this is something to be concerned about or not, and, you know, this is what I can do next time this happens. And, you know, let them be very proactive and remember that they are going to feel very empowered uh, if they know that there's something they can do as soon as something happens. And that's why I always bring in Archangel Michael because he is the protective angel and that always, to me, was the best. That was the best. It still is. I mean, that's an angel that um, that I that I will call on now if I need it, and so that's that will take them through lifetime, and then they know they're not alone because they're feeling all that out there anyway. So why wouldn't they feel an angel that comes around to them? Absolutely. Okay, so that's some conscious stuff you can do, but night terrors are not really conscious, and, and it's really hard to even wake a child up from a night, ter- night terror. Mm-hmm. So what about those? How can a parent help a child with night terrors? Okay, they are, they are intuitive. Remember that. Even though you're not sure, they will be able to pick up on your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts. So you want to focus sending them the positives and that they are safe, you know, letting them know they are safe. Even though they're, you know, they're not completely awake, you want to send that. Once they are awake, go into the settling mode. Like I would use the salts. I would definitely, for the night terror children, the salt baths, using the salt was one of the best things we ever did. To prevent like, it, to prevent the night terror once it starts. Is that what you're saying? It or I mean, not, before yeah, it starts. I mean, once they start, yeah. I mean, most of the time, that's the first thing I get called in for when they call me because the child's having these night terrors, and we start right away with that. And the and it's about that safety, that feeling safe. So, think of it. It's similar to a uh, trauma. They need to feel safe first. So then you can start to work on other things, but they need to feel safe. Now, that energy, for some reason, I can't completely explain it because I, I know that I'm seeing a common denominator with the night terrors and the salt baths. So that salt is doing, you know, it's not harming them. It's very safe. It's just working with that water to pull whatever is caught there. It, these children have... Uh, they seem to have a struggle with letting things go. So you, if you look at the personality, you're probably going to see that. You're gonna see that. They just have a hard time letting something go. Uh, well, that is also going to play into a factor with energy that you need to let go of. Right. Yeah, so that salt helps. It, it's, it's giving them something physical to do. Um, it's not just about the salt. That's just I would say that's the first thing, go to that. And, and, and then the most 
important thing behind that is they need to know they are safe and feel empowered, that they can call on a divine being that can come right to their aid immediately, no matter where they are. Because guess what? Sometimes they're not going to be right beside you. They might be down the street or they might be at school. Right. So they need to know they have something with them 24-7. And that knowledge is preventative. So what you're saying basically is that once a child starts having night terrors, if you can implement some of these tools um, right. with regard to the salt baths and, and with regard to um, letting them know that they can contact Arch- Archangel Michael and that they can have these um, protective bubbles around them, those things prevent further uh, night yes. terrors. Yeah. That, okay. Yes, and it's been 100% with my experience with my clients and myself personally uh, when I was having all that going on for me that that is what has been the most effective because now once you're in a feeling safe mode, you've got that intense energy off, now you can develop, learn, understand things better and also for future uh, choose environments and choose thoughts that are not going to get you into a situation where you get caught up. Um, If they're very empathic, if they're all caught up and hung up on watching the news all the time, Uh it's going to affect them. I see that affecting an empathic adult. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so it's over, it's too much. It's it's got to be limiting the exposure to what's affecting, so to speak, but they also have to learn how to live in, and thrive in this world. And these are things and tools that you can do and implement that will carry them through life. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, in encouraging their intuition, what we're doing is helping them to tap into a tool that they'll be able to use for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, they will have where they can connect safely. You know, that's the biggest thing when you're first learning this. Is is it safe? What am I connecting to? Is it scary? Is it a monster? Is it a bad thing? That's important for anybody that's developing their intuition to know that what they're connecting to is from the divine. You don't want to be messing with anything else, you know, and you don't want to be afraid to connect. Right, right. So, yeah, you kind of have to get the basics down, and then you can start to... Uh, tune it up and, and develop it uh, where it's more efficient and easier and not so in the gray zone. And that just comes with the time, you know, time and practice, but uh, safety and keeping the energy field clear of things that you're holding. And that, you know, that's what's happening a lot of times at the night. It's just they're, they're absorbing everything around them. It's just too much. Uh, you've got to gotta have that in place first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for being on the show today. That's, this has been some very helpful information, and I hope that our listening audience has been writing down some of these tools that they can use and taking advantage of the moment to just kind of ask themselves some questions about their own uh, impact on their child and, and their own fears about intuition. So this has been a very good intervention. Thank you very much for being here for that. Well, thank you for having me. It was great to be here with your listeners. Thank you, Andrea. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. And uh, so next week we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about the body that is actually the solution to our uh, eternal dilemma. So we'll be back to talk about that next week. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. 
Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.